we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is Tuesday, September 13th, 2022. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois, my name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, Hey, Joel, I'm doing well. Uh, I'm coming at you, as usual, from Brooklyn, New York. My hot take today has to do with uh, the U.S. Open, which wrapped up over the weekend. Uh, my hot take is is I'm ready for a changing of the guard in professional tennis. Uh, oh. This year's U.S. Open was highlighted by Serena Williams' uh, final tournament. Um, and then the winner of this year's U.S. Open, Carlos Alcaraz, I think is his name, the 19-year-old Spaniard, uh, and he played against this guy whose name is Rude, who's like a 22-year-old Norwegian guy, and it was such a fun match to watch, and Alcaraz really kind of, you know, won, like, I think it went to four sets, um, but Alcaraz really kind of seemed to have Rude's number the whole time, Mm -hmm. and he's the youngest now. He, after winning the U.S. Open, he got uh, ranked the number one tennis men's tennis player in the world. He's the youngest number one ever at wow. 19. And just watching that match and how athletic and fast they were, I'm ready to not see Novak Djokovic or Rafael Nadal play tennis in the finals anymore. I want some cool. new blood. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I don't care if they're chasing their title, uh, you know, records or whatever the fuck. I'm done. I'm done with it. I want to see some new fresh faces. In there. I like it. And I feel like we've been getting to this moment for a while of young, you know, the big three of, of Federer, Djokovic, Nadal, they're about done, right? And they've, yeah. you, you've said it on this podcast, they've won like 99% of the major opens for the last 20 goddamn years or something like that. And it's time for some new blood. So I like that. I got two questions for you. Sure. Well, the new guy, his last name sounds like Alcatraz, which is cool. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. he's a Spaniard, and I thought we were anti-Spain. Yeah, I was rooting for the other guy. Yeah, okay. So that's too bad. I, I like that. Um, yeah, I didn't love that he, you know, he won, but I, you know, it was nice. It was a it was a fun and athletic match. Yeah. I thought. And the other one, how did the uh, African-American guy do? Because that's who we were rooting for on last week's episode. Yeah, he lost to Alcaraz in the semifinals in five sets. Okay. That's kind of, you you were saying that. You were like, he's going to be the heavy underdog. Right. Yeah, Yeah. it was a tough road. Yeah. Um, Five is three to two, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. That's respectable. He did well, but he's he was good too. It was great to see him do his thing. What's his name? Do you know? I I have no idea. TFO. Say it again. TFO or TFO? TFO. Okay, cool. Um, on the women's side, though, didn't the Polish women woman win? Yeah. And we Spitek. were we were pull, I was pulling for her at least. I don't know if you were. I, I kind of would have liked to see the. Uh, I don't know much about either of them except for that Swiatek is kind of. Really, she's the world number one, and it's not 
even close right now. It's not really, it's not disputed. You know what I mean? It's like, she's number one. Um, and she won Australia, I think. And then she lost at Wimbledon, the French Open maybe, but she won the US Open. Sure. Um, and she won in straight sets and it doesn't really, it didn't really, she wasn't, um, she wasn't really challenged. The second set went to a tie break, but. Sure. Hmm. So a Polish woman and a Spaniard are, are U.S. Open champions. So yeah, good job. Catholicism, I guess. Catholicism yeah. doing really well these days. Um, what's the next tournament? I think it's the Australian Open in the springtime. Oh, really? They don't do anything? Yeah. There's no... Oh, no, there, there's more tournaments. Um, I don't know when the season ends uh -huh. and how much time they take off, but there's tournaments all the time. Just I, you know, I really only watch the majors and you don't even watch that. So, yeah. um, but there's, there's tournaments like every month, basically, or every couple every month. And the one tournament in the California desert that your dad really likes. <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. What's that called? Uh, Indian Wells. Indian Wells. Yeah, we should we should get really into Indian Wells. Yeah, yeah. that's in summertime. But so. that'll be us. Like we should we should have two things we do on this podcast: spring training and the Indian Wells tennis tournament. Indian Wells, yeah. yeah. It's out in Palm Springs or Palm Desert. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you've been out there, but it is cool. I like. I went out there one year um, and hung out with my folks. I didn't go to the tennis tournament, but I went there and then me and Michelle went to a, there's like a sculpture biennial in the desert. Cool. And um, it's just like geo tagged sculptures just randomly. Like there's this one that was in the parking lot of like a strip mall. And then there's others that you have to like drive way the fuck out into the desert to get to. Oh, that's cool. <clears throat> yeah, I was out there. And it was sick. And we rented a Camaro and just cruised around. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. I haven't been there since I was nine or 10 years old. So, I was, yeah, it's cool. That, that area, I mean, that California desert area, I would like to do that again. Yeah, it's weirdly, you know, gorgeous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, my name is Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. I've got uh, my hot take for tonight is fuck Brigham Young. Fuck the diversity cool. of Brigham Young. Fuck the historical figure of Brigham Young. Fuck the concept of Brigham Young. My college football team, the Oregon Ducks, next week we play BYU. Uh, we are three-point underdogs to BYU after losing to uh, defending national champion Georgia by 46 points. We did manage to beat Eastern Washington last week. But oddly enough, there has been a hot Twitter war going on the last couple of days between Oregon fans and BYU fans. And Why? It, it's hot. <clears throat> because... It's Eugene, Oregon. It, it's blue state, red state. It's a culture war. It's mm. Eugene, Oregon 
the hippie capital of the Pacific Northwest versus Provo, Utah, home of, you know, the 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 fundamentalist Church of Latter Day Saints. It's going down. It's getting nasty. It's getting nasty on Twitter. What, what are you saying? I have not actually jumped in because if you ask me, I think Brigham Young's going to kick Oregon's ass. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> but you can still talk shit about polygamy or something. Exactly. That, exactly. That's what it's going to. Polygamy and the systemic uh, co- uh, cover-up of church sexual abuse crimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's big. Right. That's big right now. <laughs> Um, um, and what are the Brigham Young people saying to that? Well, the Brigham Young people are stupid because right. they play probably, probably inbreeding is why. Well, they last week Brigham Young, I think they lost in overtime to Baylor. Okay, oh, brutal. Baylor is from Waco, Texas, and I think is a Baptist school. Right. And a Baptist school that has also had a horrible sex abuse scandal that was covered up by none other than Kenneth Stahl of the Watergate scandal, who recently died. Oh. Yeah. He covered it up? He, yeah, he was president of, of uh, Baylor during the sex abuse scandal. And, and worked to protect the head college, the uh, Art Bryles, the college football coach, from the sex mm. scandal. It was right. basically, they were letting their players commit massive sex crimes and not prosecuting any of them. And, mm. yeah. Anyway, all the BYU fans were like, wow, Baylor fans are well more well-behaved than these vicious Oregon fans. And all the Oregon fans are like, you represent a church that's committing massive sex crimes and doing everything they can to legally protect themselves. Right. Right. Anyway, it's getting it's getting nasty on these Twitter streets. So go ducks. Um, I think Oregon's gonna be good but not great this year. You know. They got their asses handed to them by Georgia, which means something. Georgia hands asses to everybody except Georgia. for Alabama, though. Exactly, yeah. Like, if you had asked me before the game, I would have guessed, like, 38-24 Georgia was going to win, not yeah. 49-3 Georgia was going to win. Yeah, that's pretty embarrassing. It's pretty embarrassing, but... Yeah, Georgia hands people their own asses all the time. So it's not unexpected. But it makes me think that, like, Oregon should not be favored to win the Pac-12 at the moment. Right. You know, uh, Utah and USC are pretty good. Washington State might be good, which would be interesting. The Huskies? Those are the Cougars, Washington Huskies, Washington State Cougars. 
They beat Wisconsin last weekend. Oh, the Badgers. The ba- yeah, and the Badgers are supposed to be good. So Washington State might be my, my dark horse to win the Pac-12 this year. Who's left in the Pac-12? Well, everybody is still there. USC and UCLA have this year and next year, and then they're leaving. Mm. And when they leave, it's going to collapse, I predict. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. Like, I think Oregon and Washington want out. Right. And, and, but they haven't gotten a golden ticket out. If they stay and then the Pac-12 is like, let's invite San Diego State and Fresno State to join. They might be able to keep it together, but I really, I don't think it'll work without the LA schools. Because LA is the major media market. Right. And that's why the Big Ten poached them. Like, you want the LA media market. If they're gone, your biggest media markets are the Bay Area and Seattle. Portland's not bigger than Seattle? Mm. Seattle's a lot bigger than Portland. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, go Ducks and boo uh, systemic religious sexual abuse. I am officially opposed to that. That's my my hot take. (laughs) Uh, Seattle is less than a hundred thousand people bigger than Portland. But me, but but metro area wise, I think it's way bigger. Yeah. Seattle's what, like four hundred thousand to Portland's three hundred thousand. Seven hundred and forty thousand to six hundred and fifty thousand. Oh, that's that's metro area then. So maybe I'm wrong. But Seattle is a three sport team, right? Seattle's got the Seahawks. The Mariners and oh no, never mind. No Seattle Supersonics. My bad. <coughs> uh, shout out to Thomas. We got to plan this ahead of time so I can invite him on the podcast. Um, shout out also to everybody who has been listening to this podcast. I got kind of an embarrassing thing to say. We had a really fucking great podcast last week. It's on the internet. You can find it very easily on SoundCloud and Spotify. It is on Apple Podcasts, but it's very hard to find on Apple Podcasts. And I think I know why. So it's there, but it did not automatically update on my iPhone app. I think I figured out why. It took me a while. It's because I named the podcast... Rob Manfred Hates Baseball, which I had already named a podcast like two years ago, Rob Manfred Hates Baseball. Ah. I think I fucked up (laughs) the Apple uh, application on that one. So, Rob Manfred Hates Baseball, we know it's true. Thanks for everybody who continues to listen to the podcast. Please keep doing so. Shout out to all of our listeners of the last uh, couple of days. Uh, Portland, Oregon, number one. So, you know, it's a major market area. Phoenix, Arizona, Hardwick, Vermont, Champaign, Illinois, Ashburn, Virginia, 
Los Angeles, California, San Jose, California, Irvine, Texas, Jersey City, New Jersey, Mesa, Arizona, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Continue listening. As a side note, Sam, are you still playing that how many cities can you name game? No, but I'm sure you are. I am. Like, <laughs> every day I played it over again. And I just like watching the little dots pop up on the map each time you name a city. What's the most you've gotten to? Well, when I play in the kind of cheat mode, where mm. if you just type in Glendale, you get credit for every Glendale there is in America. Oh, really? And if you just type in Springfield, you get credit for every Springfield there is in America. Cool. That's actually my favorite way to play the game. I've gotten about 2,000 cities and about 100 million people. Well, about a- um, so just an update on the populations of Portland and Seattle. Yes. Seattle metro area, which includes Bellevue and Tacoma, Washington, is mm-hmm. 4.1 million. And the Portland metro area is um, 2.5. Yeah. So they, there you go. Good. Okay. So I was halfway. <coughs> I was mostly right. New York City metro area. 20 million? 20, 20 million. 20.1 yeah. million. Yeah, see, I'm good at that one. That That's a trivia question I'm pretty good at. That's, that's a lot. But so here's the thing, and I talked to you about this. I lost a trivia question about the population of Dubai. The population mm. of Dubai is only like 8 million or something like that. That's pretty big. But it's a country. Right, but it's basically just that one city. Right, which is smaller than New York. Right. Here's a crazy thing. The Google, the largest city in the world, and a uh-huh. city, not metro area. I'm pretty sure it's a city in China that at least I had never heard of before. This is great podcast material. Yeah. It, like both Sam and I are really. Quang King, Quang King. Yeah. What's it like 20 million? 31.30. Wait, no, that's square miles. Population. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to the podcast. The <laughs> one weird thing that Sam and I are both oh, yeah. into is same city. 32 uh, million people. Right. What's it called? It's not Shanghai. It's not Beijing. It's not Hong Kong. What is it? Kwong. How do you spell it? Oh, Ching. Uh, it's in Sichuan province. It's in Sichuan province. Kwong Ching. Huang Chin. Yeah, that blew my mind. It's not Dubai. Yeah. It's not Calcutta. It's not, I, I think for a while, Mexico City was actually the largest city in the world. It's right. a city in China I have never fucking heard of before. Anyway, that was a, that, this is a population podcast. Right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, um, Sam, can I talk about the Chicago White Sox for a while? Sure. So I'm a White Sox fan, and the Chicago White Sox are still scrambling. We talked about this a little bit last week for that last 
AL playoff spot, which isn't even going to be a wild card spot. They have to win the AL Central if they're going to get into the playoffs. And they've been playing really well in September, actually, which is great, without manager Tony Larusa. And last week, I talked a little bit about Tony Larusa was worse than I even thought, right? Like, I had gotten off the Tony Larusa bandwagon. Right. And, and he was doing a worse job than I even expected. Like, Tony Larusa was actively telling the Chicago White Sox to stop hitting home runs. Like, that was his strategy. Hit for average. Don't hit home runs. Is that what he said? That's what I'm saying, he said. Right. Um, and since he mysteriously left the, the White Sox to go to Arizona, they've been playing really well. It turns out Tony Luza had a pacemaker set put in. Right. And the White Sox organization is being characteristically sketchy and shady about sharing information about what's going on with him. They will not say if he's going to rejoin the team this season. He is at, they are right now in the seventh inning, they're playing the Colorado Rockies in Chicago. Larusa is at the game. He is not managing, he's sitting in the stands. But if you get a pacemaker put in, that means he had a serious heart issue, right? And that, like, that's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, that, it, I think it's a pretty standard procedure. I think if you're 80, how old is he, 100 years old? Yeah, 76. So I think if you're 76 years old, like, as a man, I think that, like, you know, there's a, like, high percentage chance that you have a pacemaker already. Um, because, it, you know, it's, it just, you get, the older you get, the more likely you are to have a heart episode. And so if you start to have symptoms that are point towards that happening, they just pop a pacemaker in there. Oh, okay. Okay, but so here's my next observation is that managing a baseball team has to be one of the, well, maybe I'm making a lot of assumptions here. I would assume that managing a baseball team would be one of the most heart stressful things a man of his age could do. Right, but he clearly doesn't really give a shit. He doesn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Like he's not losing sleep over anything. <laughs> he's not. He's gaining sleep. He's taking right. from the fifth to the seventh inning. I talked about this a little bit last week. Miguel Cairo is their interim manager. And I think you know, he's like 47. I really think he's doing a good job. I think that the players are doing a, a good job. Here's my, my hunch. Here's what I think is happening. Okay. Is that Tony LaRusso was so old school, he was like, 
don't hit for power, hit for average. He thought that he was going to outsmart the sabermetrics guys by teaching all the White Sox young hitters, stop slugging, only go for that bloop single into shallow right field. See, I know you've said that to me before, and I hear you, Uh but that doesn't explain the intentional walk on Owen 2 because that was all based on sabermetric. Like, he seems really into that shit. Interesting. I see what you Because saying. the old school guy would never w- walk somebody 0 and 2. Nobody would walk. No, no, right. Nobody would I walk. I think that that's like, I think that's the computers are like, oh, your best chance is to actually pitch to this next guy. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. So I don't buy that he's like, oh, no, we have to hit for average. Like, Batting average and RBI are the two stats that we care the most about. I don't believe that. I think that I think there's something else going on. Like he just lost his damn mind? What? No, I think he's probably following the computers to a T, is what I think. Um, And he's not he's not using his gut at all. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, but then why? And I think that that mentality has really probably taken a hit to the morale of the team. Yes. Because, yes. like, you know, who talks about the White Sox anymore? It's just people talking about Tony LaRusa. Right. And that's got to suck if that's you're Liam it. Hendricks and Tim Anderson, you know? Yeah. And Abreu, yeah. That's a very, like, to, like all the national media gets sucked into the Tony LaRusa narratives. Right. Not paying attention to all the really good players who are actually on the White Sox. I agree with that. Right. Here's the thing. So the White Sox, and this has actually gotten more radical since the last time I looked at it. As a team, they are number one in Major League Baseball in batting average at, at 262. And they're 23rd in the league in home runs at 127 and 14th in the league in slugging percentage. So they're number one in the league in batting average and almost exactly in the middle in slugging percentage. It's just not terrible. Right. But they're 72 and 69, but they're, they're all the way up to five, uh, 5-1-1 winning percentage now, which is the highest they've been in a long time. Right. Mm-hmm. What do you think LaRusa, I don't know if you have an opinion on this. What do you think LaRusa is, do you think he gives a damn about his, like, not reputation, what's the word I'm looking for, legacy? Tony LaRusa is already in the Hall of Fame. Right. <laughs> So what's he doing? I can't take that shit away from him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what's he doing this job for? I don't know. I think that he's like watching those. I've said this before. I said this when he got the job, but you got to blame Liam Neeson because all these old guys are watching all these taken movies and watching this old ass man 
like beat up a million, I don't know, Middle Eastern terrorists or something. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they get all they're like that they that just riles up their like racist blood and they're like, oh man, I still got something left. <laughs> and they go run for president and then, and like become become the manager of the Chicago White Sox, you know? Yes. <laughs> That's exactly right. So, it's, that's who you have to blame for Liam Tony Neeson. Yeah, Liam, if you're looking for someone to blame, blame Liam Neeson because he's <laughs> him and Clint Eastwood too, to like a lesser extent. You and know? you know who else kind of on the low key is hmm. Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. That dude's like 60 years old. At least. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like he's still doing those. He's got a lot of plastic surgery, but he's still doing those fucking Mission Impossible movies. Yeah. Uh, quick look at the AL playoff picture: Astros one, Yankees two. Cleveland is in the three spot as the. AL Central leader at 75 and 65. You have three wild cards. This is crazy. Tampa Bay, 79 and 61. Seattle, 79 and 61. And Toronto, 79 and 62. Oh. Yeah. So, like, it's going to be those three teams in some order. We don't know what. Baltimore is at 73 and 67, five and a half games out of the wild card. The White Sox, White Sox are gonna piss everybody else, everybody off. The White Sox are 72 and 69. They're seven games behind Toronto for the last wild card spot. Uh-huh. Only three and a half games behind Cleveland for the AL spot. Right. I, odds are still against them for making the playoffs. Yes. Hmm. Um, but not, not too bad. Not too bad. No, and they've been doing like they they're like nine and two this month or something crazy like that. Three and one, four and one, four and two. They're eight and three in September, which is pretty, pretty good. <coughs> All right. Um, so go White Sox. Go White Sox. Go Ducks. Go Ducks. Fuck the Mormons. Fuck the Mormons. Yeah. Like this, these are all my like fundamental beliefs. Right. We're covering them. Uh, do you want to talk about your fantasy football team? Uh, well, we, I just kind of a brief shout out to my nephew, Jacob, who whooped my ass and found fantasy football this week. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, and I just, at some point on Sunday, I started to get a bunch of texts from my brother that were all just like gifts of vaguely insulting football touchdown dance celebrations and like 
dancing poop emojis and stuff like that. And that was from my nephew who wanted to make sure that I knew that he was whooping my ass in fantasy football. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> good. I'm glad you whooped your ass in fantasy football. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. I had, a, I had a decent week. It wasn't great. I had a pretty bad week, actually, for fantasy football. I had a lot of... I have, I have some work to do on retooling my lineup but as listeners of the podcast will know if they were able to dig out last week's episode uh i had forgotten that my fantasy football draft was going on and i kept missing picks because i was the first pick i missed but that was fine i got uh what's his name chase from the from the bengals and that guy's good but um i missed a couple other picks in the kind of the middle of the draft and really those screwed me i think so so we'll see we need to set up man like like a, a tween because we got a lot of tweens who are really into like my cousin who's in uh sixth grade and your nephew who's 11 she's the big detroit tigers fan like uh, we gotta set up some kind of tween hour for a goddamn podcast. Oh, to get him on the podcast. Get him on podcast. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Family friendly. Hour. Like that. Uh, what the Simpsons? What is it called? Um, kids news or you know Lisa yeah. becomes the news yeah. anchor. So the kids news. And then uh, Bart does sports. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and, and he's like way better at it than Lisa. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then we should just because he just does Fox News, basically. They should just do a podcast because they. And be- then they should just do our. We'll just produce the podcast. Yes. And like win all the awards because they're too young. Exactly. Oh yeah. yeah, like that's a great idea. Like Nick Nickelodeon. Um, I speaking of the Simpsons. I want to do a day. I got really close to this on Twitter yesterday of going 24 hours with only tweeting Simpsons gifts and memes. Cool. I got really close to it. Like I was having an entire conversation of just Simpsons memes. It was really entertaining. <laughs> um, all right. Last thing. Well, no, we got two more things to talk about. What do you want? Okay. Do you want to talk about the Queen of England or do you want to talk about Olive Garden? Uh, Yeah. Why don't you fill me in on this Olive Garden thing? Because Joel sent me a text. Yeah. And it just said Olive Garden question mark like a couple days ago. And I was like, excuse me. (laughs) Like, are you asking me to to go to Olive Garden with you? I don't know what's going on here. So So fill me in. Asked okay, some some bro <coughs> asked how come restaurants and he specifically named four chain restaurants. Okay. Chili's, uh-huh, Applebee's, okay, Olive Garden, uh-huh. and Red Lobster. Yep. And he specifically asked why are these four restaurants still in business? Mm. Now he, sure. he, never mind. Keep going. He, yeah, yeah. 
His tweet went viral with people yelling at him about how much they fucking love these shitty restaurants. Yep. And, I mean, the answer is, as far as I'm concerned, you're a professional chef, so I'm, I'm curious about your opinion on this. People actually like going to a restaurant, even a sit-down restaurant, and knowing exactly what they're going to get when they order. Like, like before they get there. Yeah, exactly. Right? They like the pictures. That's what the pictures on the menu are for. Right? Right. Like the appeal of going to a restaurant like one of your restaurants as you're like, oh, that sounds interesting. I want to try it. I'm not quite sh-. like as a as a patron, right? Like right. I'm not quite sure what it's going to be. It sounds interesting, exciting, new. But the appeal of Olive Garden is the Alfredo fettuccine is always $15.99 and it's always exactly the fucking, I don't know, I'm making You get all you can eat fettuccine Alfredo and breadsticks and salad for like six bucks at Olive Garden. There you go. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no, you can't do that. It's a lie. Ten bucks? You that's that's my hypothesis, right? Yeah, I you know, <laughs> and bottomless margaritas, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I've never so I've never been to, um. Olive Garden. I've never been to Red Lobster. I have been to Chili's and Applebee's. Okay. Um. And I would say that they're not that great either of no, those restaurants. No, they're not good. No. Yeah. No. Um, but the, to answer what happens is in this scenario, to answer the guy whose tweet is why are these restaurants still in business, yeah. is because they like dominate in like small, they like come into an area and they basically run any sort of competition out of business because they can afford um, to take a loss for a while until the small businesses can't and have to close. And then they're the only game in town. That's how it works. Are they franchised? I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe. That makes sense. Um, But basically you can't really compete with them on price because they you know, the thing, franchise or no, what they do is they have a huge market share on buying power. And so they get lower prices than everyone else. Cause it's like, you know, what happens is, you know, McDonald's buys 5 million pounds of potatoes and cuts them into French fries and then sells them to their franchisees. And they can afford to do it for so much cheaper because they're buying 5 million pounds of potatoes at the time for, you know, 10 cents on the dollar of what everyone else is paying because they're buying 5 million pounds. And that's the way these chains work. So essentially you can't compete with them on price and which allows them to operate at lower, you know, profit margins than everybody else for a longer amount of time and then eventually it's like you're left with these towns in America of which is like every town where you just drive through this strip and it's like Applebee's 
Olive Garden, a Verizon store, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah. you know, just it's a bunch of chains. Yeah, Chili's and Red Lobs too. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to ask you about color culture. Starbucks. Starbucks. Yeah. McDonald's. Yeah. Because when you go, this is at least a Midwest thing, and I think it's an American thing, where these are also restaurants that are right off the interstate. Right? Like, you're Mm. driving on I-74, and you're going through Zanesville, Ohio, and you see that blue sign of food next exit, and it's Applebee's, Chili's, Red Lobster, Olive Garden, right? right? Mm-hmm. And, and they've got massive parking lots. Yeah. And they're all on the edge of town. I guess what I'm getting at is this is also the death of like, which is what you're talking about, the death of the small town downtown commercial area. Yeah, it's American capitalism it's is American what it is. Capitalism. Yeah. Uh, which is not really... You know, you can't just start a business. It's like you have to, there's only a few businesses. Yeah, Walmart. Right, it's Walmart. It's Walmart. And that's like, that's the the myth of American capitalism, really, is what it is. It's when, like the 70s, would you say? Eating good in the neighborhood. You know, it's like, oh, your neighborhood chilies. And it's like, motherfucker, you're not right. in my neighborhood. It's the opposite. It's the opposite concept of the neighborhood. Yeah, neighborhood. exactly. Because it's the same goddamn thing in every town. Yeah. Like my neighborhood is supposed to have like culture and flavor and right. a, a level of uniqueness. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, these these places are and you know, it's not just restaurants, it's like everything. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Well, Toys R Us is dead now, I guess. Yeah. Driven out of business by Walmart, probably. Yeah. And Amazon. Yep. That's the next thing is Amazon and Grubhub. Yeah. 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 Man, capitalism sucks. American capitalism. American capitalism. What's the other kind of capitalism? I don't know. Canadian? But in theory, there's got to be a system in which people can start businesses and live nice lives. Sure. <laughs> well, this got depressing quick. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get more depressing. Let's talk about uh, the Queen of England. Oh, yeah. Okay, so the Queen of England died. Right. Like, fine. Whatever. Like, I I do not have invest like any kind of emotional investment in this. Right. Right. She was 96. Uh-huh. You should die when you're 96 years old. Yep. The, it's a symbolic position. Right. People are losing their goddamn shit over this. Yeah. So I've I've many thoughts about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Each more hilarious than the other. I'm than the last. But to start, and I'm gonna ask and see if you've done this, seen any of this. Is there's a on Reddit? There's these subreddits. One is called White Twitter. White people twitter and one is called black people twitter and the red the subreddits have been having this kind of hilarious back and forth since the queen died you go to reddit to read twitter 
Well, it's like memes, kind of. Okay, because like I just go on Twitter and follow black people Twitter. Right, they have it's on Reddit too. Okay, Um, but anyway, white people Twitter is like R.I.P. the Queen, and black people Twitter is like fuck that old bitch. Like I'm so glad that colonialist (laughs) is dead. You know, black people Twitter and the Irish. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And you know, it's important to put into context like it's a symbolic what? It's a symbolic position, but what it symbolizes is not good. Sure. You know, like that's it's like, oh, the crown, you know. Um and it's like, oh my god, that's so terrible. Like yeah. the the <laughs> the English royalty is like bad, bad. Yeah. And it's like the history of the English royalty is like worse than the history of America. You know what I mean? It's like really terrible. Right. Um, like more people have been killed in the name of the queen than like were killed hot in the Holocaust. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hot take is actually Britain is probably the worst war criminal like right. in history than yeah. than Germany. Like oh yeah. Big Germany time. had 12 really bad years. Right. England had 200. Right. Really Britain, bad like years. Germany had 12 really bad years. Yeah. There are no native people left in the entire continent of North America. You know like <laughs> Well that's that that's mostly us, but yeah. Right. Yeah. Um but England also. <laughs> but England also. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Africa and India. and Africa, India, China, Iran, Egypt, Saudi Arabia, Argentina, Australia. But right. And it's important everything. to also remember that during the 70 years that this woman was the queen, yes. a lot of that shit was still going on. Take it on. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Afghanistan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Israel, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all that. the goddamn. And then, right, and I have never Africa. You know, I've never understood the kind of American obsession with the British royal family, which is massive. Weird. Um, weird. It's so weird because it's also it's like there was a revolutionary war that was fought in this country to like not have anything to do with those fucking people. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, anyway. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, there are still a shitload of Nazis in this country. Same goes. Right. There's a shitload of Nazis in England, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, what I would suggest is that there's some sort of, you know, violent Game of Thrones-style battle over who becomes the next king or queen of England. Because okay. there's a lot of, like, royal family people there. And you right. got to think that, like, Prince Andrew is probably, like, <laughs> sharpening, you know, his castrating knife or whatever. Right. He um, definitely has multiple castrating knives. Yeah. <laughs> you got to think that that's happening. Uh, yeah, like, who are the Baratheons and who are the... Right, I don't know. I don't know who the Baratheons are, but, like, you know, there's 
what's his name and what's her name who are like in America now and have like yeah Megan Markle and uh, right Megan Markle and her and, husband and, and Prince Ginger yeah and you know they could come across the sea you know that's like a very Game of Thrones sort of thing yeah they yeah. get like round up an army of you know foreigners that's terrifying to the British and sail across the sea that'd be cool See, but okay, here's my counter take, is that similar to mayor of New York City, who the fuck would want to be king of England? Like, what is I don't know, man. Seems like a pretty sweet gig. God, I would hate it. You think? I think so. What do you do? You don't have to do anything. Except everyone's always mad at you all the time. No, no one's mad at you. That's the thing. People are mad at the prime minister. Right, because that's a real job. Right, because that's a real job. Yeah. All you have to do is like sit around with your all your fucking jewelry. And dogs. And porgies, yeah. Porgies, yeah. So <laughs> one thing I feel really guilty about mm-hmm. is that two of my favorite movies are blatant pro-monarchy propaganda. Okay. Uh, one is the Queen. Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, I love that movie. How did you know that? Have I told you that before? Yeah. Okay. Also, yeah. blatant propaganda for royalty by Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> I do love the Shawshank Redemption. Though. I fucking love that movie. Uh, the Queen. Okay. Uh, starring Helen Mirren, which is Never about seen it. it's it's really good. It's about it's actually would be relevant today. It's about the days after Princess Diana's death and Queen Elizabeth's response to Princess Diana's death. I uh-huh. really really like that movie, but it's it's blatant pro monarchy propaganda, right? And the other one, which is also blatant pro-monarchy propaganda that I really like, is the King speech, which is about, I want to say, King George II, the King Elizabeth's father. Yeah, I've seen it. You you know what I'm talking about, starring... Uh, Jeffrey Buck- Rush? Yeah, no. Jeffrey Rush and uh, Colin Folk. Uh No, not Colin Folk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that movie that much. You didn't like that movie? That's one of my favorite movies. I love that damn movie. Because I'm a sucker for pro-monarchist propaganda. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, maybe the royal family's not that bad. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Was that, how come the monarchy the British fucking monarchy became this symbol of like anti-fascism during World War II. Like they supported the fascists. Right, well, aren't they? They're all German anyway. Right, they're all Habsburgs. Right, that's something that we don't talk about enough. Well, really, the Habsburgs are all them more because... Queen Victoria had like five million kids. 
We're all descendants of Queen Victoria. Tell me right, Hearn. Okay, so you're not watching the new Game of Thrones, right? No, not yet. Not yet. I right? probably will at some point, but I haven't. I haven't. Like, um, uh, like you, you're trying to to. You're arguing that we need to have a Game of Thrones style war for the succession. To I'm the- just saying, if I'm, you know, I don't know any of their names. All I'm saying is if I'm some royal, that maybe I don't just roll over and let what's-his-name become king. That's all I'm saying. Okay, yeah, yeah. You right? Maybe I raise an army yeah. in my little corner of England gotcha. and give birth to a couple dragons Gotcha. And march on King's Landing. That's all I'm saying. Okay, I'm on. I'm on board now. I, yeah. I understand. It's like you're just gonna, just gonna let that old ass man become president. I mean, king. Right. <laughs> without, without even like cutting anyone's head off. I don't think so. You don't vote for king. Right. <laughs> well, and, and who else is gonna get the Oprah interviews? That's what you're fighting right. for. The Oprah. Yeah. Play the Game of Thrones, you either win or you die, Joel. That's all I'm saying. Okay, I gotcha. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm 100% on board now. This is the Game of Thrones. The Queen is dead. Queen is dead. The Queen is dead. The weak Charles. He's weak. He's a weak, he's he a weak ass man. Yeah. Weak ass man. He does not have support of the landed gentry, perhaps. I- Yes. Exactly. Prince White Walkers Prince are threatening in the north. Has all that Epstein money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can make a run for it. Yep. Prince Harry's got Oprah. Oprah, exactly. Oprah. Oprah. Kingmaker. Widow. Exactly. Literally. I guess. <sighs> We gotta make this happen. <laughs> Who's the Prince William is Harry's brother, I think. And he's next in line. Yeah, yeah. So if I'm him, maybe I'm not waiting. That's you know. Right. Now's your chance. Now like you, why why wait? Your dad like, is like 79. Charles, Prince 70, Charles, King Charles. 74. 74. Like he's old. But he could live for 20 years. 30 Easily. years. Yeah. You know, his mom died at 96. Yeah. I think his dad was even older. But did he die? He died, he died recently. Yeah. But I think he was like 99, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So you're like, I might never get a chance to. Right. To, to occupy this entirely ceremonial position. <laughs> like, like being the mayor of Springdale or something like that. You know, like <laughs> the the uh, the Rose Parade what are they called? I'm running out of steam. You know what I'm talking about? Like the, the homecoming queen. 
Right, except for like you have all of the money. You know, it's not it's not ceremonial because you have the largest cut diamond in the world on your hat. You know, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, and you know, you own all like so much land, and you know, there's real power to be had there. Yeah, like I think the king is a billionaire. Secretly. He's an yeah. Yes, but he's like, it's not his money, it's the state's money. Jeff Bezos is a billionaire. No, no, I think that he like did a bunch of, I think like in his life leading up to him being a king, he's like amassed a ton of wealth secretly. Yeah, fucked up. Yeah. Actually, that's really fucked up. You know, like monarchy is the worst, except. All those other forms of government are worse. Yeah. yeah. You got to stop watching the king's speech as you go to sleep at night. I'm thinking it's getting inside your head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was really excited about getting blackout drug and watching the Royal Tenenbaums later. Oh, nice. Yeah. I like that. Do you have school tomorrow? Not tonight. Yeah, oh. yeah, no, I'm not gonna get blackout drunk tonight, but you know. <laughs> I wouldn't advise it. You gotta get up in like four hours. Yeah, I gotta get up in like four hours. Uh, <laughs> exactly. No, maybe this weekend I'll get blackout drug and watch the little ten bombs. That, that sounds like a good plan. Uh, what about um what was I gonna say? Have you seen Thor yet? No, I need to see Thor. It's on, is it on Disney Plus? I'm not sure. I think it's on Disney Plus. I'm, I'm kind of, I want it on HBO Max, and I don't think that's going to happen. Anytime. No, it'll only be on on Disney Plus. Yeah. Don't you have a subscription to that? Yeah, but I got to find, find it. Mm. I don't know. I'm bad at things like that. <laughs> um, I hear it's not so good. Yeah, it didn't get the rave reviews as the last Have one. Have you did. seen it? Did you see no, it? I haven't seen it. No. Yeah. But I think I'm still going to see it because I, I like Thor a lot. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to be disappointed. Right. <laughs> um, Red Sox extend anyone? Red Sox sign anyone? No. Nah, they, uh, they just lost to the Yankees after having a lead in the ninth inning no eighth inning so that's unsurprising no yeah that's not surprising at all Aaron Judge um, Ohio Tony for MVP that's a tough one um I think it should probably be Otani but you know I don't want to take anything from away from Aaron Judge he's having a really good year mm-hmm. uh even though I hate him because he's a yeah. Yankee but yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not so petty that I'm not gonna admit that he's having a really extra special year yeah um mike trout i think that aaron judge is going to win i think shohei otani should win i agree with that yeah he's got more than 30 home runs and he has an era under three so it's like what else can you do what you fucking leave the anaheim angels and play for a team that's decent 
Yeah, and also maybe not be Japanese. You think so? Yeah. Oh, I feel okay. I feel like Japanese players get uh, like more than Latin players are kind of discounted. See, I Latin players more than Japanese players, but I don't, I don't think so. Because Ichiro was MVP and Rookie of the Year the same year. Right. Then never was MVP again. Right. And never really was, you know, he had a lot of really good years. Right. There have been some good Japanese players and they never kind of get the, like specifically from the media, they never really got um, the kind of coverage that you would expect. That's it. Players think yeah. that like Latin players get better coverage than Japanese players. You know, the media love David Ortiz. Yeah, Dominican. There's like a lot of there's a lot of Latin players that the media loves, and there's like not a lot of Japanese players that the media loves. That's you know? fascinating. Hmm. Oh shit. I had one more question I was going to ask you. And then I forgot what it was. Mike what was it about? Trout. Mike Trout. Oh. Mike Trout hit a home run in seven consecutive games. Yeah. If he gets to eight, he ties the MLB record. If he gets to nine, he sets the MLB record. In those Are they playing eight, today? What? Are they playing today? I don't know. In those seven games... The Angels are three and four. Like, I hate the Angels. I really hate the Angels, like, as an organization. Because, like, you know, they're fucking wasting Trout and Otani. Yeah. White Sox just won. Yay. Not the Red Sox. No, not the Red Sox. Sorry. Uh, the Angels lost tonight to the Cleveland Guardians, and he did not hit a home run. So his streak ends at seven. And the Angels suck. God, I just hate the Angels. Hate the Angels. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen. This is just getting into Joel and Sam look at their iPhones. So that means it's time to go. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Dump on the Gump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Hopefully I'm able to successfully uh, upload this episode to Apple iTunes. The other one is there. Just search Bob Manfred Hates Baseball and you'll be able to find it. Thank you for everybody who listened to last week's episode. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and or Spotify. Follow us on Twitter at Dump on the Ump, Facebook at Dump on the Ump, Instagram at Dump on the Ump. We also have a WordPress blog that I do not update. For Sam, my name is Joel. Ladies and gentlemen, you all have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Sweet baby, I'm gonna leave you And the time is wrong No, 